What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees, and you are listening to the boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. Welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 189. Very special episode. We're right right about at the season. This episode is the first episode that will be presented by Chalkboard, our new sponsor that we just joined up with. We partnered up with Chalkboard. Chandler, why don't you tell us a little bit about Chalkboard? Yeah, as Luke said, we uh, very exciting announcement. We're ch- partnering with Chalkboard, like you said, uh, for the upcoming baseball season. It's a new group chat with a ton of cool features. Uh, we're going to be at least us four, us three and Murphy, who is not fortunate enough to be with us tonight. We're going to be partnering with them for the season. Um, you're going to be able to track all your betting lines um, in a group chat setting. So if you don't happen to be in our text group, which only four of us are. <laughs> now you can join us. You can sweat out games like this Kansas and UNC one if you're watching it live or if you're listening to us tomorrow, I'm sweating it out. I know Damon and Luke are as well. So you'll be able to sweat out that with us live, uh, whether it's FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesars, whatever the uh, whatever book you choose. Um, all of it, the play-by-play stats, updates, they sync to the chat so we can talk about all that. Um, I don't know. Very excited about, it. I don't know how you guys feel. I know, I know I'm pumped. I know that us as a group, we're very pumped. And if you are looking to join us, if you're looking to join just the chat, even if you're not a big sports better, we're on there talking daily. Just go to our, go to our link in the bio of our Twitter, Instagram, whatever the case may be, hop in there. We're going to be in there talking about our bets. Like I said, even if you're not a big gambler, we're still going to be, you know, cutting up, being loose. Talking shop. Talking shop every day. All the fellas getting a little crazy, getting a little wild. And uh, like I said, you'll be able to see my reactions in real time to me, like I said, sweating out this Kansas game. So, again, Chalkboard Sports, if you love it, or if even if you want to talk to us, even if it's not sports gambling related, hop into the bios and Let me know where your day's group. going. Yeah, literally, literally just – just jump in there say, hey, yeah, I'm having a shitty day. That's fine. Chandler's betting on Kansas, so he's also having a shitty day. So, boom, we relate. Whoever can join our group and have the funniest profile picture. Um, you might just win something. We'll, we'll give you something. I don't know what it is, but. We'll decide. We'll, we'll decide, decide. When, when we get to that point. I'll, you tell, you, I'll tell you what, though. I You can't beat my profile no, picture. Yours, no, no, Yours is up there. My, Dude, my it's pretty, pretty, pretty funny. funny. Have you seen my chops? Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. Don't, but, don't spoil. They got to go check it out for themselves. That's not, go no, download the app. The uh, link is also going to be in the description of the podcast apps if you're listening to it on Spotify or Apple. So go check it out there. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a dope time. I think what we're going to do a lot, like Chandler said, it's not going to be just um, just like gambling talk. There is going to be gambling talk, a lot of Yankees talk. We're going to just use it as a game day chat. So if you ever wanted to be in a group chat with us, that is the place to do it. Um, betting adjacent, a little professional segue here. I think this would be a good way to open up the episode, do a little over-under segment, fellas. Sign me up. Sign you up. I know Damon, Damon, we were talking about this pre-show, and uh, Damon wasn't listening as usual, so we're going to get good re, uh, good raw reactions out of him. Yeah. So 
Uh, well, why don't we start with then, Damon? Well, I'll start with a different one. The first one on my list is something that we've done before. So, uh, Labor Torres over under 79 RBIs. Um, I'm going to say under. Oh, Damon, no. No, 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 no. Over. Yeah. By, you sound like you think that that would be like very high over. I'm hammering the over. Hammering the over, over 79 RBIs. If, I, mean, I, could, I, mean, if I could find that on a book that I could sync with chalkboard sports, I'm hammering it. If I would take sync with chalkboard sports. Stop playing with your wire, please. My wire doesn't work, so I'm trying to hear you guys. Okay. So well, we're in the same room, so. Well, I'm just telling you, you got new adapters. So um, I would take Glaber over RBIs. He's going to have 92. I think that's extremely high. I, I think he's 79 is a fair line. I think 79 that's a projection just to peel back the curtain here. Like he's projected on fan graphs, 79 RBIs on average. There's a bunch of different projections. I think 79 is fair. He looks great this spring. I think if he's anything like he was, and I, and actually I hate that saying, cause a lot of people say, Oh, if he's anything like he was in 2019, like I don't, I don't think that that's a fair benchmark. There was juice balls. Uh, you know, maybe he can do that. That'd be cool, but I'm not going to, Use that as a benchmark. I just think he's going to be very effective, and I think 79 RBIs is completely fair. I think I, I would take the over, but not by a landslide like what you sound like. I mean, it's not a landslide. I'm just saying that I think that I think he's going to have a good year, and I think he's going to hit in a part of the lineup where he's going to have the chance to drive in runs. That's yeah. true. I mean, he's probably going to be hitting like five, six, and there's probably going to be a lot of people on base if that's the case. I um, think he's going to hit right behind – the so we have a one two three four five in whatever order you want to put them in because Boone's drunk when he makes the lineup so take your best guess of Rizzo Judge Stanton what am I at three Rizzo Judge Stanton Donaldson and Gallo there we go that's the fourth one so or fifth one take your pick Glaber's gonna be right behind them that's a lot of guys on base yeah. Also, a lot of opportunity for those bases to be cleared before. That's what I was about to say. Exactly by him. Not no no, no not, not by him. him. Like before him, him being Gallo, Stanton, and Judge. Before him, he might not have a lot of people left on base because Stanton is probably going to hit before him. I don't know, but Stanton does hit get a lot of hits normally. Next, Kyle Higashioka. We kind of mentioned this before on the hot take, but we'll we'll do him a little bit more of a realistic over under here. Damon over under fifteen home runs. I'm going to go with the over. Um, Higgy, I think if he is consistent at bats and he's going to, as of right now, he is a starting catcher for the foreseeable future. And he's a guy who is really a power hitter. Like, you know, he's not like the best hitter in the world, but when he does hit, it's for power. I don't know if you can, can call him a power hitter. You 100% can. Yes, you can. Look at his whole minor league career. I'm not, I'm not saying he's like a Giancarlo Stanton power hitter. I mean, like, he does have seven home runs in the spring. But when he does hit, he hits for power. Yep. Side question, does, did he do enough in the spring so far to prove to you that he's absolutely going to be the starting catcher? Even even when guys like, can you not do that? <laughs> even well, when, I was even, talk even when guys like Ben Roadhouse come back and the other uh, Jose Trevino who we just traded for. So Okay, so before you got very rude for no reason, you asked me a question that I was going to give you an answer, but you kept going. So, um yeah, no, I don't. I don't even think those guys necessarily pr- played a role. I think that Higgy was coming into the year as the starter. He was going to have designated off off days the way the <clears throat> the way the Yankees do. 
and they were probably going to do splits, all that fun stuff, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They try to outsmart every team they do. But I think going into the season, if you were to pencil in games, I think Higgy, before anything, before any trades, whatever, Higgy was penciled in for 100-plus games. I think if you translate those 100 games plus his tools – Plus consistent at bats, I think he's a twenty home run hitter, and I think he's gonna hit. If I if you put a gun to my head and ask me what Kyle Higashi Kyle Higashioka is gonna do, I would say he's gonna hit two thirty. He's gonna hit probably twenty three, twenty four home runs. He's gonna drive in some runs. He's gonna he's gonna be a good bottom of the order bat, but not great. Yeah, I think the biggest question mark with that fifteen home run bet would be just how much he plays, which I, I personally think that he's done enough this spring to just be the guy. And I, I think, you know, 80% of games, I think would be fair to, I, I would like to see 80% of games behind yeah. the plate. For Do you think it was Higgy. a competition coming into the season? Yeah, I think well, with the trade for Roadhouse, Retrovert, whatever you want to call him, I think that's totally fair. I, I think, think that... Higgy would still, and before when the trade went through, we even mentioned, like, I think that, it probably was still going to be in favor of Higgy like out of the gate before any playing or anything like that. Uh, I think like 60-40 split maybe because Retrovert is supposed to be a really good defensive catcher and probably the same. And and it's righty-lefty, so they might use them in different spots similar to like with what the Rays used to do with different lines type thing. And they still might. They still might do that. I think Jose Trevino probably gets some time here and there. Higgy also is a personal catcher for Cole, so you know he's going to be there. Like, He's all. Yeah. He's he's also. I think he's the better option. I haven't seen Retrovert play much, so we'll see when he comes back from injury. But I think I think Higgy to me, and and maybe another question on this, and then we'll move to the well, rest of the over unders with, with Higgy. Is like, do you think that uh, I know he's he won't do this? And he's and here's the thing to Yankee fans too, who may not have been paying too much attention to Higashioka when he was playing. He does this. Like he does. He's a very streaky hitter when it comes to power. He hits him in bunches when he hits. Home runs, they're usually multi home run games for the most yeah. part. I think if you looked up a stat, it's probably like three near, or four gets a Blue Jays. Yeah, he loves multi home run games and especially getting really hot with power and then just forgetting how to hit for power. But like my question to you guys is he hits seven home runs in the spring. Do you think we get any semblance of this version of Higgy in the regular season on a consistent basis? Or do you think it's going to be, you know, half this production? Or what do you think? Um, no, I think that this is just one of those spurts that he's going on. Like, oh, damn it. Boo. I don't, I don't think he's going to hit seven <laughs> home runs in two weeks. I'm, it's just not going to happen consistently. I, well, like, I think he will, but I don't think it's going to be consistent. He might do that again. Here's the thing. Here's you know? the thing. Here's the bottom line of all of this. Kyle Higashioka is going to be a Yankee for the next seven years, regardless of how he hits. He could hit zero there. They want to make Cole happy. This is his chance to come out and be the starting catcher. Yeah, I think this is the year. So you've had Gary Sanchez in the way, or you have Gary Sanchez, depending on your outlook of him. I'm not going to be the guy to do that. We all know how we feel about Gary Sanchez on this podcast. But this is Kyle Hagashioka's year to take the reins. As I said, and as we've talked about on the show, Garrett Cole as long as he's a Yankee, Kyle Higashioka is going to be a Yankee. It's his childhood best friend. He caught him on a travel team growing up. He caught him all the way through high school, whatever the case may be. I know it's something along those lines. I may have misspoke, but 
Kyle Higashioka is going to be a Yankee as long as Garrett Cole's going to be a Yankee. This is the year that Higgy has the chance to come out and be a player and be solidify himself as a starter. The catching crop in Major League Baseball is not great. It's it's fine. I mean, you've you've got guys like Joey Bart who's coming up. You've got Wilson Contreras. You've got a few of those names that are coming up or have been around, but the crop itself isn't great. When you have people that are like, oh, well, you're you're losing offensive production in Gary Sanchez, that, that just proves my point that catching isn't a strong suit across Major League Baseball. So I think that this is Kyle Higashioka's coming out party. Coming out party? I think that I, th- I, I really do. And I, I mean, think, we, you know, we, you sprinkled the hot take in there over 25 home I, runs. I really do. And I mean, that's not even that much of a hot take. Like I, I legitimately, if you ask me coming into the season, how Higgy's going to do, I think he, the hot takes aside, I think he's going to hit 20 home runs. I think he's going to hit about 230. And I think he's going to play good defense. Yeah. And I, I think he's going to, I think he's going to play 120 games. I think the name of the game with him is just know what you're getting. And I don't think, I think consistency's not it. I think he will have these spurts and I I'll, I'll take the over 15. I don't, I don't know if I'll take the over 20 just because I don't know how they'll handle the retrovert coming back in there. If they, I mean, they traded for him, so they might like him. Uh, yeah, obviously he was a throw in in that deal, but I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what a full year of Piggy. You mentioned it before. Yeah, I'm too. You mentioned it before not having Gary there. And it kind of being like we're talking about it now preseason as you know, this is Higgy's job, and I don't even know that we've we've mentioned this phrase before too. Like we've mentioned Higgy's job to lose. I don't even think it's that. I think it's it's Higgy's job unless something goes horribly wrong with him, he gets hurt, or retrovert ends up being a really good guy. Like I don't know. I just think this is the year of Higgy, and I'm I'm pumped about it. Next one, uh, Jonathan Luizaga over four saves. Oh my God, way over. Yeah, over for sure. That's what the projections have him at four. Well, the projections are wrong. Okay. Over. I'm going to take over on that too. I don't think it's over by a crazy amount. I don't think he's going to be getting a lot of I think like a lot more saves like that. You, what, made, what's the number you would put? If I made the line, I'd put a nine. Nine and a half. Okay. I thought you were, the way you said it, I thought you meant like <laughs> like like 21 or no, something like I, that. <laughs> if, I, if I were to make the line as a perennial losing better, Check my uh, check my chalkboard. Also, check my, check my chalkboard. I would if, um, I would say my line that I would definitely lose on is nine and a half. I, I and that's actually you'll die on that hill. That's not me dicking around. I think Loisig is going to have a shot this year <coughs> to. I think he's going to have a chance to close some games, but I don't think it's going to be. He's going to need that if he has he's, saves. Well, he's not. Thanks. He's not trying <laughs> to supplant. Like he's not gonna take over a role as Chapman, but I think he's gonna get the chances where it's like Chapman's tired, and those are typically Chad Green games. I think those typical Chad Green closes are gonna go Lawise <coughs> good this year. Yeah. So I think I think I mean I don't know why you're laughing. I think that's very fair. Yeah, it is. Okay. I just, I'm laughing because I just agree. Yeah, I mean, I think that especially this season with the heightened competition in the AL East, there's going to be a lot of games that are going to be close that are going to be back-to-back-to-back. And 
Chapman's not going to be able to pitch all those games and close all those games out if we're in those state situations. So that's one reason why I think it's going to be over four. Um, another reason, too, is that, like, if Chapman gets injured, which is a very real possibility, Wise goes next man up, he's going to be closing all those games out. So, what do you mean a very real possibility? Chapman can get hurt. I'm just saying it's possible. Chapman's been pretty I, solid. Yeah, he hasn't really been injured. Like, if all no, the people, of all the people to say a real possibility to get hurt, like the Sevies, the Tyones, the guys I didn't, who, I didn't mean like he was like, he was like, he's like injury prone. I'm just saying, like, if he does I'm get hurt, I'm more concerned about mean, Chapman getting arrested than fucking <laughs> yeah, well. getting hurt. I mean, the Wild guy <laughs> had five saves last year. Um, and like Chapman was like, he was, Chapman was fine last year, but like, he still had five, five saves. I think if we reassess this so, line, I would say like six and a half would be the the line. Because if you had, I, if you had five last year, and now we're gonna go and obviously take a step forward I, again with with Luizga, I'm, I'm pumped. I think Luizga is gonna be the most important reliever on this team, and that's that's not really a shock to say. But I don't know. Can I say one thing about Chapman though before yeah, we move no, on? Because I know we don't have Chapman on the list. <clears throat> I think he was undervalued. To a certain extent, I think everybody's so quick to write him off because he's the high dollar reliever and he is, he might be overpaid. Say what you want about that. And that's not, that's neither here nor How there. Much is he making seven, 16, 17 mil. So, so he's paid a lot. Still damn good. So, and he's got those ugly blow ups, but at the end of the day, Chapman's a damn good closer. Yeah. He's a very good closer. It just doesn't look as clean on the on the edges, but you know I just he, gets, he, he ends up getting it done, so at the end of the day, it's all you really could ask for. Like if you just look at the box score, it's pretty damn good. My whole thing is like if you're getting to the end of the game, who else outside of the big few names, if you don't have Chapman out there, who do you want? And I don't know necessarily that I would say Luizaga just yet. Maybe after this year, not even, not even Yankee. I know, but I, I know, I know that. But I just feel like even with that but same question wide. posed, like other than Hater, who, who, who out there is a guy that you're like? I don't. Chapman's yeah, still, yeah. Up. Fuck him. I want. I don't want Chapman. I want this guy. No, I mean like no. Chapman. Chapman's a damn good reliever, and I think people discredit that because of how the seasons have ended in 2017, 2019, whatever, where Chapman's smiling and the game's over, whatever the case may be, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And the recent comments that he made about how, you know, I thought winning world series with the Yankees would be easier. I think that's taken out of context. (laughs) I'm not even, but I'm not even defending Chapman. That's the thing. People are like, yeah. Oh my God. You're the reason we fucking lost. But like at the end of the day, is he like, yeah, it's pinned on him because he's the high dollar reliever. But if you look back to teams like the 2019 team, Adam Adovino had a chance to shut down a 2-0 lead and he fucking blew it. And all these other things, obviously you're paying Chapman the big dollars to do that. But I don't know. I, yeah. I think he gets a bad rap and I think he's still a good closer. I think he's still an efficient closer. People want to trade him and shed his salary. And the fact that the Yankees are at that point where they want to shed salary is just sadness own right. But <clears throat> yeah. I, th- I think Chapman bottom line is this. Chapman is a good closer. He's a good player. And as long as we have him on the team, and as long as he's putting up the numbers he's putting, I think we're taking them for granted. If you look at his splitter he threw today, 
It was like 800. It was 800 RPMs. It's basically a knuckleball that dropped from the head to the toes. He is a very, very good reliever, and he has been for a long time. So let's appreciate him a little more. I I, love Loisega. I feel like you're one of the ones who doesn't or hasn't. Maybe this is a realization right now. No, no, no. Here's the thing. You just, I know you just appreciate Loisega that appreciate much more Loisega and you think he's going to take those steps forward. So maybe that's it. But No, I appreciate Loisega because I like his stuff and I like his demeanor. And I think, I mean, what's Loisega, 26, 27? Yeah. Chapman's 34. Yeah, I mean. Chapman's got one year on his contract. That's That's all I've ever said was that he's the heir to Chapman. And I don't mean that as a slight at Chapman. I think that Chapman's getting older. And I think that Loisega is getting better. And I think that that's the direction they're going to go, especially with the cost cutting. That's all That's all I'm saying. There. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Next one, DJ LeMayhew, over under 283 batting average. Damn, what do you got? Over. No question? No question about it. Not even remotely questioning that. No. I think DJ's going to be on a revenge tour right now. Just need to make well sure said. he gets those at-bats. I think we were going to – when we were doing a uh, the over-under for him, I was – Toying with the one, just like either doing batting average or just straight up at bats. And I was going to put like, they throw that number 500 around all the time. Like Boone was talking about it. He's still going to get his 500 at bats. I believe it. I think it'd be, no, it'd be I, dumb if they didn't. So I'm not giving in a question. The at bats there, they're going to work him in. Um, that, that's the one thing one I, or another. Yeah, that's the one thing I will like credit Boone for. Like, it's like one of those things that's like a good and bad part about his managing style is that, he does work a lot of players in and mixes his players around like wherever, uh, like every single day it's a different lineup and DJ can, DJ can play every day for a whole week and play a different position that whole week, but he'll get his at-bats in. And I'm like, I'm cool with that because um, it rests some guys, but also it lets DJ get his at-bats in. And Did you say rest some guys or arrest some guys? No, it, it lets people rest. Uh, rest, rest we're talking about guys. like Chapman and Domingo. No, that's yeah. why I brought <laughs> And yeah, I just think that like he again, like DJ is like he's gonna get his. We we can't just like stop like stop like saying DJ is the the odd man out because he's not. He's the best, one of the best hitters on our team, if not the best hitter on our team. No, he's he's gonna get his at bats, and I have no doubt in my mind that the two-time batting champion is gonna come back and do his thing. And Boone said this too today on on the Michael K show is like he. We're going to have some tough decisions with guys. And he, he referenced the 2018 season when we got DJ. And he ended up coming in like third in MVP and all that. Dude, he and, sat and, the bench on and opening he hit day. 300, and that's what he, I was about to say. He's like, he sat the bench on opening day. And he's like, when you, when he came in, we had a tough conversation. He's like, you're going to get your at-bats, but you're going to not be starting opening day. I think that was – that. I don't know if that's a good example because that's 2018 before – he had all these MVP years. Off a down year from exactly. Colorado. So I think coming in, that's not the expectation, and you can't tell me otherwise. Across Yankee fans, when he came in, nobody really expected that. No. And if you say you you were, you're lying. So you can't. It's not as crazy as it is now that he's not starting on opening day. If that is the case, which I still, and I don't want to dive too deeply in this because we talked about it a bunch, but like he still needs to be in that fucking opening day lineup. When we go there on Thursday, if the game's not rained out, or Friday when it does happen. And I don't see DJ in the lineup. That's just ridiculous to me. That's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. And that's the last we'll say on it because we've we've said our piece on that. And I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But the fact that he said that on the Michael K show the other day or today means that 
he might not be in that opening day just, lineup. Man. And that just means we talked about it with BJ on the episode that's going to be releasing on uh, Wednesday right before BJ, the Action Network fellow that we ha- have uh, on the team. He, uh, he mentioned that DJ would be the odd man out. He thinks and it's stupid that that's going to be the case, but it's just, it's nuts. It's nuts. I mean, it's nuts. Just... Do you ever feel like you're always on? Your phone is blowing up with no... I don't know what that was. It was your phone. Um, moving on to the next one. Josh Donaldson over under 844 OPS. 844 OPS. I don't know. It's tough. 844 under. Under? Under. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over, I'm too. i going to be optimistic with, with JD. I think he's going to. JD? Is that what you're calling him? That's his nickname. That was his nickname. Just call him in, Donald. In, uh, in Toronto. Next, Joey Gallo over under 38 and a half home runs. we got to get to some other topics, so let's run through these a little faster. Over. Over? Third, what was the number? 38 and a half. Home runs? Yeah. Under. Over. Uh, Luis Severino innings pitched 133.5. Over. How much? 133.5. Over. I mean, yeah, fuck. We set these lines to be to be good lines. Like, they're based on the projections. I helped make the then, lines. I know. I that's just... why it's like, fuck. But they're, they're good lines. That's why we picked them. So, I, I'm going to say over, but right around there. Garrett Cole, strikeouts, 268. <laughs> over. Way. Hammered the over. Really? He's winning the Cy Young. What did he? I know he's going to win the Cy Young, but what did he get in uh, in Houston the year before he came here when he broke the strikeout record on the Astros? It was was over three hundred. I know that. Yeah, I think he got three hundred on the dot. No, it was in the threes. I know that for a fact. If somebody, you both checking it? Yeah, Yeah, who's going to get to it first? Taking bets on my chalkboard app, huh? Who who do you got? It was three twenty six. 326. It's <laughs> a told, lot of fucking strikeouts. How many innings pitched that year? Um, He had 212. See, with him, too, like I was talking about this with Matt, because uh, we're, we're working on our Dynasty League and, and the scoring formats and everything like that. Garrett Cole is an absolute workhorse. He had 181 innings pitched last year, which is slightly low based on his last yeah, couple hurt, of years. Though. Yeah, based, so based on his other last couple of years, he gets 212, 200, 220, like around there yeah, for innings pitched. 203, 200, 212, 73 in a 60 game season. And then, nope, he had 73 in the 60 game season, excuse me. And then 181. And then 181. I think he's a he, pirate hurts here. Like, <clears throat> as he, like, while he was a pirate, he had a couple of injured years. Outside of that, dude's a fucking workhorse. Yeah, and I wouldn't expect anything less. I think if he's under 200 innings pitched, I'd be shocked this year. And that and that goes into the strikeout numbers, too, because when he's in there, he's obviously going to strike guys out. So What yeah. was the number? Going over. 268. I think he... What did he have last year? 243. I think he... I think he, it's over. I don't, I think, th- I don't he think he gets over 300. I think if he doesn't have the hamstring injury last year, he gets 300. That'd be cool. If it's just 200 innings, he's getting the over. That'd be yeah. fun to watch. I think if he stays whole, healthy a whole year, he'll blow past 300. Wins. We talked about this on the BJ episode, but over under 92 and a half. For the Yankees. That's over. the team we're talking about. You're going to take over, Damon? Yeah. I'm going to take under. I'm optimistic. I, I think the Yankees, realistically, are going to win high 80s. I want to take over just for fun, but the rational brain in me is saying that the division's tough and we're going to be beating up on each other 
I think everybody in the AL East is going to have a much lower record than people think. Um, I know they're building that into the those projections, but I think I, I, I'm going to be optimistic. It's, it's no no fun to go into a season and say we're going to be a 500 team because yeah. and and here's the thing too, even if we are a 500 team, that's not an indication of like what a true 500 team is because our division is one of the strongest divisions that I've, I've seen in a long time. Like a 500 team this year coming out of this division is Stop. in reality a, a way better team than what a 500 team would indicate. No, but that, that right there is the reason that we're a 500 team. Is no, that, is that mentality. Say, that's not my mentality. And I'm, sm- I'm, I'm taking the over on it. I'm just saying, you're telling me that a 500 record coming out of the AL East is the same as a 500 record coming out of the AL Central. It's not. Okay. That's I'm, all I said. Okay. It's not, and I'm not saying pointing to my mentality. I'm not on the fucking team. So it doesn't matter my I mentality saying, about it. I'm no, optimistic no, no. about the season. I just said two records from two different teams. If the Royals are 500 this year and the Yankees are 500 this year, that's the same to you? No. Case closed. Moving on. Um, on your set, side, man. <laughs> didn't seem like it, Damon, did it you? No. no. Damon! <laughs> We're always on... You need to... I'm Not about Chandler. to close out your chair. Okay, close out his chair. I don't know I'm on your side. Over, under, set, and home runs 30.5. Way over. If you take the I think that's kind of crazy that it's only... They're they're building they're, in injuries. Yeah. Nah, Which, if you over. are an over better on this and, and judge, Stan's we'll mention... Hit thir- 42 home runs. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's crazy. If he's, I, I mean, he hit fucking fifty nine the other year. He just yeah. got. He's got to play. He's, he's three play. years ago. Yeah. I mean, if he. I mean, yeah. Put him in the outfield. He will. The the name of the game with all these fucking guys is oh, if they play, then they'll get the. They yeah, get but these how much did he play last year? He played a bunch last year. Yeah, he played one hundred. What do you? How many home runs did he have last year? Allow me. Either way, I, I I'm taking the over. I think that I I'm I'm physically gonna bet that. St- Stan, I'm really gonna. I'm not even just for today's purposes. I'm betting that. Like that's it's on DraftKings. Throw it on my chalkboard. Chalk chat with me about it in chalkboard. Link in bio. Link in description. Link in podcast. No. So I, last year, Stanton played 139 games. Pretty good. Probably pretty similar to you're coming up. I think. Not bad. I think he'll play more than that. Hope he so. hit 35. I hope. Okay. Yeah. So 30 is. I mean, 30. That's definitely, definitely baking. That's definitely baking in injuries. Then. That's that, a that's five that. home run regression. In 162 games, I, I really think he's going to play a little more. I think that's what I'm saying. I think playing the outfield a bunch, and that leads to my next question: is like over under 59 and a half games played in the outfield, like fielding in the oh, outfield. Under, under. Yeah, I I'm saying over because my personal opinion is that that our best lineup is with him in the outfield, and we need our best lineup out there. And even though it's, it's not going to happen, it, it's, yeah, out of hope. it's out of hope. Like I hope he's out there more. Cause that's where I truly believe is the best lineup. And I think that most Yankee fans out there believe that that's where our best lineup is at. So I'm saying over, I'm just, I'm going to say over too. And I, and I don't think it's going to be over by a lot. No, that's like, that's going to be the closest line you've mentioned so far. It's gonna I don't know. I, I think I'd probably put it at like, I'm hoping for 70 and I think that's, that may not be what we get. And I don't think it that's is. And I think fun. it might be closer to the line. Like we set, 
but I, I'm, I will, ho- I'm really I will, hoping for 70. He's been out there every every day he played, I felt like, at spring training. I will say this. I, I think that the DJ situation is playing nicely into him having more playing time in left field. Did you guys see the Yeah, because if he doesn't play the outfield, then we're then that's really getting DJ's bat out of the lineup. And I think did you DJ's see the bat, lasers like from other... Stanton today? He nailed a guy at third, and he almost nailed somebody at home. He, he's, I mean, he doesn't, They're very he, casual, too. Sorry, I'm a little preoccupied. He needs. He needs to. Uh, he doesn't even need to make a case. Like he's just. He's, he's good. Uh, next, Aaron Judge is the last one. Aaron Judge, thirty-six and a half over under home oh runs. God, if you don't take the over on that, you're. High. That's why I was setting an alt line before at forty-three. I put that on the poll on Instagram, and I everybody mean, was still taking the over on that. That's obviously, the draft line. I, I'm taking that over, and especially if he doesn't get a contract extension which I've hoped to God, and we'll get into the Carlos Beltran quote in a second. If he doesn't get a contract extension, he's going to be hitting the piss out of the ball. Yeah. Because he, he's already said that he doesn't want to talk about a contract extension during the season. He's going to be, he, and he, he's, he will leave after that. If, he, if we've talked about before, he'll leave. He'll put up a, a damn good season. Hopefully it ends with us having a World Series ring because he went off so so like crazily, but... Yeah, it's just he, he's gonna if if and maybe I'll do this. I'm gonna take that bet regardless, but I'm gonna double down on his. If he if, if he doesn't have a contract extension, yeah, I'm putting my down. life savings on him over that because he's gonna put up a special year, just because it, everybody always talks about the you know contract year thing. Yeah. I feel like that paired with him being pissed off about not getting an extension with a team that you thought really cared about you made the judges chambers and all that. I think he crosses the 50 home run mark, which isn't even that crazy because he did it in 2017 and he's, just, he's look arguably looking better than he did going into 2017. And awesome it's not right an now. argument that you'd, you'd lose. I think if you took that, if you said that going into this year, I mean, nobody really expected that out of judge in 2017. So it's, it's honestly fair to say that he might be a better player than he was in that. He's, yeah. he's a way more complete player than he was then. And he's going to, he's going to hit the fucking daylights out of the ball. So moving on to a similar topic, Beltron today, uh, in his was it his debut on the air? Yeah, yeah. So fantastic debut for Carlos Beltron, who is a uh, uh, new yes analyst, a new yes analyst for thirty something games. And I, I don't really have anything against the guy, but just I he did have a hand to play in the cheating thing, which would I don't really care to be honest about that. Um, but the quote that he had was what was the quote? I'll read it one moment, please. Sorry, I'm a bit. Uh, I don't care about your bet. Um, it's for chalkboard. If you want to, Aaron Judge, just <laughs> just a guy. He basically said that the Judge extension was a thing. He said Judge was extended. He said Aaron Judge, such a guy that has so much power, and I'm glad to see him be able to create this new contract with the New York Yankees and be able to extend his stay here in New York. I mean, that alone. I'll pause there. There's an extension. That's what he's saying. And he said this on the air in his first debut. Like, you really don't want to fuck that up. You really don't want to make big claims that you don't that's have. Like, that's that you like, don't have the, the you he don't just back so it up. like nonchalantly just broke the biggest news we've all been waiting for the whole offseason and just thought everyone knew about it or just like. I wasn't listening to that in the moment. Did anybody in the booth with him just like ask? I didn't, I didn't hey, listen like, to hey, it. what did you just say? I didn't listen did to you it. just say the judge has? I, I th- in the highlights when I when I heard that clip, they didn't say anything about it i think like the reporters and everything were like what the fuck did he just say like well brian hoke said did did beltron just <laughs> not even yeah. brian hoke that was literally the biggest thing on twitter i was 
just cruising around today and I got 45 notifications like, did Judge sign with the Yankees? Did <laughs> did, did, did Beltron just fuck this up? And like, well, so, no, Beltron's the most honest guy out, out there. In yeah, the media, he didn't so. cheat. So moving on to the rest of this quote, he's an incredible guy. He's a leader in the clubhouse. He's a guy that plays the game hard. And I bet the message has to be like from Judge, the Yankees are willing to commit <laughs> commit like that for so long. So he's, he's even like saying that this is a very long deal. Uh, and at the same time, you know, they want to build around him. They understand he's a leader. So I'm glad to see Aaron Judge is increasing his stay here with the New York Yankees. So with that all being said, obviously it's been, he like, he like retracted it, didn't he? And then uh, Cashman went on, on the air and said, like, I haven't seen the comments, but like, no, <laughs> no uh, comment, on no everything. comment on everything. Yeah, go fucking figure with it. all that being said, does this move the needle for you at all in terms of the extension? Do you think he just spoke in my mind? I'll go first. In my mind, I feel like he spoke out of turn and was not supposed to say this. He has, he was in like meetings with prospective players, like free agents, stuff like that, to try and get them to come. He has like, he wasn't he a, an advisor as well to the Yankees beforehand. I don't know if I'm, I thought yeah, it was an advisor for the Mets. Yeah. He was in, he's, he's got, he's got inside Intel at some point. I think this moved the needle for me. I think that this makes me think, if we're putting a percentage on uh, the Yankee, yeah. the Yankees to have the extension before two days, two or days. Three, three, three days, I, I'd say ninety percent. I think this this really did something for me. Whether whether he should have said it or not, I don't think he should have, and I think that's pretty evident and it's a pretty big fuck up on him to on your debut <laughs> to say something like this. Yeah, I'll that say- the Yankees notoriously <laughs> like to keep under wraps. I'll say which this. for Either- no also by the way for no good reason. Like, what's the point? Of like being this skittish about it, maybe to let Judge announce it, or I don't know. But I don't know what it is. I, but I think that I think that either Beltron completely fucked up <laughs> and and just like spilled the beans, or he is wildly misinformed and has no idea what's going on. <laughs> like he just he literally just like went out there and has not been been paying attention to anything going on in the baseball world and just started talking like. Hasn't been media trained. Yeah, just was like, I don't know what's going on, but like, I thought he got a deal already and was like talking some shit and he's just that stupid. But, so, your percentage? So, I'm saying that like a couple episodes ago, I said my percentage was 50, 51% that he was going to get signed before opening day. It hasn't looked great recently. And I'm going to say it moved needle by like 15 more, 15%. So, I'm like, moved it by 15. Yeah, moved it up. And what was it at before? 51. Quick maths. Okay. That so I was at like 20 and I think this made me to like 30. Okay. I think, I think it generally moved mine around like 10 to 15 as yeah. well. I, I think it, I mean, I, you gotta believe for his sake, that's, that'd be a, a pretty tough look. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be almost Bob Nightingale esque. Dare I say, I think it was especially be. your first day. Like he either just doesn't give a shit or he's, or he slipped. There's no in between. Yeah. I mean, it's Carlos Beltran. Yeah. Uh, moving on, I think let's just run through a little bit of the moves that just happened because one happened today outside the Yankees. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But, like, the people that made the team and the people that didn't make the, make the team, I don't know if this is necessarily final yet, if you guys can confirm. I know they were talking about Sears making the team and then not making the team for a second. Like, he celebrated and, like, was crying with his family and then it wasn't necessarily guaranteed. They were talking about that in the Michael K. show with, Boone, um, he said it's looking it's looking like that, but I don't want to guarantee it for him. Like just I said, I t- he let him know like, hey, 
you're you should probably have like just some travel plans ready to go. We're gonna go up to New York, all that. But it wasn't guaranteed at that point. At this point, maybe it is by this point. But it's looking like Sears is gonna make it. Uh, Clark Schmidt's gonna make it. And who was the last one? Uh, I'm trying to look at all the transactions right now. And then while you're looking at that, the people that were sent down yesterday, I believe it was, was uh, Luis Heal, Debbie Garcia. I, I'm a, I'm a little pissed about uh, Heal. Heal. Buenos. Buenos. Yeah. I, I, I'm a little upset about Heal. I know you are too. I think Heal. I'm upset about Heal. I thought he was going to be. I thought coming out of camp, Heal would have made the five spot. And I think if he didn't get blown up yesterday, he had a shot. You think? You think that had that much of a <coughs> driving force to... I don't know that it had that much, but I think it was the final nail in the coffin. I think that the front office came into spring with a set rotation and a set number of guys that were going to make it. And I think coming in, there was a battle for kind of that last spot. And I think he'll giving up five and three was kind of the final nail in the coffin. I don't know if that necessarily... I think I guess you're right. The cherry on top, but I, I don't th- think, I think I don't think that that was the deciding factor. But I think that was like yeah. the, now we can justify it. I think in their mind he he was never going to make. Uh, but here's what I'm saying. I think that justified it. Yeah, I don't Which, think that that was the reason. But I think they were looking for a reason to keep him down, and that's why. That's crazy to me because they used him so much last year, and he was good. I think very, he's gonna, very effective. That being said, I think Heel's going to play a huge role this year, and I think yeah. that he's going to. Yeah, this doesn't necessarily, these moves right now don't mean that, like, Sears, uh, I don't really know that much about him. Uh, and I said this to Chandler before we got on the air. Uh, he's going to be one, just a, like one of the bullpen guys, if if at all, he's, if he makes the team. Um, I would prefer something like this, and I, I'm curious to see how you think about it, Damon. I, I would way prefer this young guy to be in the bullpen rather than them take some washed up old guy to see if they can become like a, some yeah. rem, some remnant of what now Clay Holmes was able to do. I'd rather just get potentially get lightning in a bottle in a guy like, like this. Um, yeah. Especially because you're going to be in short spurts. You're going to be in the bullpen. So it's not necessarily something like wildly crazy that you have to ask of somebody. Like if he has a bad day, you pull him like that's it. So I think getting lightning in a bottle out of a young arm like that, I'm, I'm totally cool with. And I, that, I'm very pumped that Clark Schmidt has a chance to be on the roster because he's been up and down, up and down for the last couple of years, and I he's got dope stuff. So dope stuff. So I want to see what he's able to do. Yeah, I feel like that's been one of the things that we like. We talked about a thing a few a little time a couple times like last year, but also I think it's just been like a theme of the Yankees and like throughout the season, if things are not going well or if someone gets hurt, they're quick to sign an old guy and like give an older guy a chance to just like fill in a roster spot rather than bringing someone up and giving a new arm a chance. And I feel like they did it a little more last year with Clark Schmidt and heel and Garcia. They gave these guys chances. And I think like that's what we need to do. And I think that's kind of where like the good dynamic comes and we'll kind of mesh together with the team because we have the veterans, we have the old guys. And now I think it's really time to kind of give these younger guys who have been in the organization for a long time, building their way up, just give them a chance and uh, let them sling the baseball a little bit and see what happens. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Let them sling the ball. Sling the ball. Just, like, With let it With a little fire. bit of a pre-approved substance, maybe. Yeah, why not? A little bit of sunscreen and rosin, huh? Her, it's the stuff. The stuff that's going on nowadays. I know you just hit a bet, can, but can we focus up? We're doing a, we're doing a podcast. You guys are talking about sunscreen and rosin. I'm listening. 
You are pissed drunk. <laughs> uh, not really. I'm listening to what you just said. You were talking about sunscreen rosin. Happy Monday. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was mean. Last thing. Josh Donaldson's looking like he's going to be the leadoff guy. I know you put this poll up on Twitter. Do you think that that's a wise move? And or how are you feeling about that? I I I, I think I don't like that. It's the first. I don't. If that's the first lineup we put out, I'll be very upset. I'm excited to see the lineup. No, no. <laughs> like that day when we wake up on opening day, around it, the games. Like that, the games at one. I'm excited to see. I'm I'm gonna be. Twitter's gonna go a little nuts because I mean, here's the thing too with the lineups every day. He's been the leadoff every single day. You is that like, it? Could be them just trying to get him as much reps as possible. Could uh, be, it's, it's but not. it also could be that he's gonna be the Boone leadoff literally guy. Literally said that, that we're toying around with Donson leadoff. Wouldn't you want? Like, that's what I'm saying. Wouldn't you want the guy that you actually think is gonna be the leadoff guy? I'm I'm arguing for the fact that he's gonna be the leadoff. He is. If if. If you're gonna have somebody be the leadoff, you're gonna want to give them reps as the leadoff guy and give them that mo- the most reps, be yeah. as game like the, the similar to the regular season as possible. So that's why I'm thinking, like just the getting reps but thing like, overall, because maybe he's been he's been a little dinged up the past couple seasons. Which I don't know why you wouldn't give those reps to somebody else like Judge or yeah. or like that. That makes no sense to me. My my thought is that if you don't think he's gonna be the leadoff, yeah, I don't. I, my my thought is that you don't. I I just it's ridiculous. Like my my like no no your thoughts are separate. My 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 thought is that I do don't. Do you th- think it's going to happen? And not you, not opening not day. do you not agree opening with day. it? Not opening day. I don't agree with it. What I'm not do you, I'm not asking if you agree with you it. You just asked. If I agree. I'm with asking it. not if you agree with <laughs> oh, it. Okay, I'm asking yeah. what do you think is going to happen based on what they've been doing? Not an opening day. He will not be lead off. Yeah, I'm bullshit. I'm going with I that. think he will be. But Day here's the one, thing. Donaldson's going to be lead off. But here's the thing. I don't think he will be. I he think that's be. something that you do. And now I'm transitioning to Damon, my thoughts on this. it. Can I ask you this? One second. What, I'm tra- what I was going to say before was that having Josh Donaldson at leadoff is something you do like halfway through the season when nothing else is fucking working. And you just throw shit at the wall and see <laughs> yeah. what happens. That's oh. that's a Josh Donaldson leadoff situation. You do not have him lead off the first game of the fucking season. So while I agree... Why do you think they've been doing it for two weeks? I don't know. It's spring training. Nothing and nothing fucking matters. It's spring, spring training. training. Yeah, but Boone said that we're evaluating all of our options, which means that the dumbest fucking move possible is happening. I I mean well, yeah, I don't necessarily so, think so, I don't necessarily think it's the absolute like Let me ask like, you like both there are you guys there are this. worse people to bat leadoff. No, so both, both of you guys this. Who's batting leadoff if it's not Josh Donaldson? I would. I have said Literally time and time again. I've, no, I've, no, I've said time and time again. No, 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 no. not anybody else. I'm not there saying. Are, I, I'm not I mean, saying though. who should it be. I'm saying because I mean, I think who, it, who would the Yankees use? I think at this otherwise. point, it's, it's basic, either Rizzo or him. I think. I think it's basically a foregone conclusion that DJ's on the bench opening day, right? No, yeah. No. Not who? Not concluded. No. I think it's a foregone conclusion that DJ's on the bench opening day, and I don't agree with it, but that's what it is. That's the that's the fact of the situation. Who bats leadoff? With based on all the information you know, Donson's been doing it every game. DJ's on the bench. Who's batting leadoff? It's gonna. You know, I uh, Rizzo I could really. Do it. I Rizzo. I, I think Rizzo should, but I, don't I think prefer Rizzo. Do. I prefer Rizzo. If we're picking between Rizzo and Donaldson, I, I prefer Rizzo. But I, I, I think that when that lineup comes out opening day. And the fellas are going to be there, not to brag. But um, it's going to be Donaldson, 
Judge, Gallo, Stanton, Rizzo. No, no, no. Uh, Kleber. Yeah. Well, then, we'll then see. Phil I, uh, I hope it's not Donaldson, but uh, I, I, I do to too. But I won't be surprised, but I would not like that. I would put the percentage at 85% that Donaldson is the opening day leadoff and DJ's on the bench. I'll 80, take I'll take a water bet with you on that. Yeah, I'll take that. Eighty five percent is what I put. Would you? So okay, so you I'll give you just straight odds on. I'll bet Don, you a beer at the game. All right, so you got Donaldson leading off, DJ on the bench, and I got the the opposite. How do how does it work if split things happen? Like if DJ then is we'll in the line, our own beers. Fine. So so both have to happen. It's like an exacto. It's a parlay. Yeah, it's yeah. Par- I bet on par- horses or parlay. Before. It's a definition of a parlay. <laughs> I bet on horses before. No, it's literally a big parlay. <laughs> definition of a parlay. We were, we were trying to be too cute with it. We got a little bit too advanced. If one thing happens is contingent on the other thing happens, what should we yeah, call we that? We just defined a parlay. So I, so we're, we'll parlay it, right? So I got DJ in the lineup and not Donaldson leading off, and you have both of those things: DJ out of the lineup and Donaldson leading off, right? Better beer on it. All right. All right, that's a handshake for the people listening. That is a handshake for the audio only, folks. <laughs> that, that's, bad, that's, that's bad radio. That's a bet. Um, plug, if you want to watch this video version, it's on YouTube and actually live on Twitter now, so follow us on Twitter as well at the 161 Boys. One last thing I wanted to get, uh, basically just, so just some housekeeping on the, the trades that have gone through because there's a little flurry of trades there at the end there. So we got uh, Miguel Castro, who we're hoping is Clay Holmes 2.0. He came over from the Mets. He his his sabermetrics actually do look pretty good, so I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, they traded who was it? Uh, Jolie Rodriguez for him. Jolie Rodriguez, yeah. So um, Jolie Rodriguez was actually pretty good for us. So this guy better be good. I don't really know too much about him, but he's got. Some, I think he's got a, a lot. Of, he throws fucking hard. He's got yeah. some good nasty stuff. He just has not a lot of control. So that's why people are saying Clay Holmes 2.0 because that was always Clay Holmes' problem is just location. So we'll see if he could do it. The yeah. sabermetrics look dope, so... I think uh, it, the, tra- the trade made sense. I'm not, like, you know, I'm not heartbroken over it. I think it made sense. I think it also bodes well for the don't run the same shit back, so... It's yeah. New blood juicing into the lineup, and... Uh, he was actually fucking... I remember at the deadline, I wanted the Yankees to get him from the Orioles. Not this last year, but two years ago, I was like... He was I, confirmed on the Orioles? Yeah. He was, he was on the Yankees' radar. I was like... Oh, this guy would be pretty good. Like he's got some decent shit, and then the Yankees obviously bailed out because that's what they do. That's the New York Yankees' mottos. They were in on blank, but they fell short. This was one of those guys that they were in on, but fell short. And now I'm happy. Honestly, I think he's good. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the move that puts him over the top, but it's not bad. I like it. Uh, moving on, one other move that just happened today was i mean in classic rays fashion they trade a player that looks it, that it's an established player now that is just he's he's going to get probably paid soon as a regular player i don't know what he makes currently but i'm assuming here that he doesn't make what he's worth and they're just selling high on him right now which i mean it's going to work out perfectly for them. This guy <laughs> this guy that they just traded for is going to be unbelievable in a couple of years, and we're going to look at this trade and be like, wow, can you believe that they traded washed up, <laughs> washed, washed up Austin Meadows for these fucking guys that are coming up? Like, 
just it's just how it's going to work, uh, which makes me think that, you know, the McKay character that we traded for from the Rays, he's going to be just based on nothing. I don't know anything about him. I think he's going to be terrible because if the Rays didn't see anything in 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 a in an arm, yeah, so that true. that means he is the worst. They they know something we don't, and a low level name like a guy yeah. that usually they would probably target if they're willing to let him go for cash considerations to us. I I think so. Basically, they gave him to us for like vending machine credit, and and I think that it means he's going to be the worst. Yeah, we're gonna get so. we're gonna get played so hard. Well, not really played. Like we're not gonna get played. We gave him cash. Like it's not a big deal. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. But, I mean, it, he he's just not, it, tender your expectations. He's gonna be bad. So, yeah. and if he's good, then I guess that's us one raised nine thousand. So, <laughs> um, score one for the boys. And don't <laughs> let us get hot. Don't let us get hot. <laughs> Last thing uh, that I wanted to talk about. Two things actually, real quick. Just in terms of news and notes from around around Yankee Land, uh, Volpe was promoted to Double A, Somerset. Snaps all so around. Snaps all around for him. So, well, I'm, I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see how he does in not single A. I'm very worried about Volpe. What not being good in Double A? I'm not worried about him because I worry about his talent. I'm worried about the pressure they put on him. This offseason. They did put a bunch of pressure on him. This offseason, you basically told us that Volpe was going to be better than Seager, Correa, Simeon, Story. That's yeah. what they, the front office told us. So Volpe has to be basically a borderline Hall of Famer to pan out. So I think the promotion's well-deserved, and I'm very interested to see what he produces, but I'm worried. Me too. And last thing that I wanted to touch on was just – we haven't talked about it since recording last, but the Shamanaya trade just, I mean, why didn't we do that? None of the prospects they, the Padres gave up were top in their top in their 20? top 10. So I just, just upset. We could absolutely use the depth and we didn't go after him. So that's it for me. Unless you guys had anything else you want to chat about. I'm just super pumped to, to get I'm, things rolling. I, I oh, just recently, just recently a... purchased and became a season ticket holder. Are we announcing so, a winner? Snaps to that. Everybody yeah. in this in this in the in the studio here in Studio Four, which is our apartment, <laughs> is is uh, season ticket holders this year. So catch you guys at a bunch of games this year. Very pumped. Uh, yeah, Are we announcing we lo- a winner. We love we love chatting of so. our season ticket. Yeah, if or you see us if you ticket. see us at the stadium, come up say hey. Not we, season we love ticket. you guys. Are we announcing our winner? Yeah. Okay. Let Pick me look. One. Let me look. I had the name, I lost it. So if somebody say anything to For those of you wondering what we're picking a winner for, we chose two people or one person to get two tickets for opening day. And uh yeah. If you leave us a five star review on iTunes, that's that's how you uh were to enter into this. So anybody who's ever left us a review is entered into this. So we'll see. We'll see if Chandler can uh, pick somebody. Yeah, I'm struggling big time. I had it pulled we up. We did pick somebody. We did. We just he's trying to find the uh the location of the name. Um in the meantime, I'll say it. I'm very excited for this season to start. As you should be. First man. time being a season ticket holder. Yeah, I just think that like the you know, the lockout that happened, like I feel like that was like ages ago. And then the the spring training flew by. I've just been so ready for the season to start. And I'm oh, so excited for I Thursday. got it. Great. 
PJ's mom three eleven. You that that's the <laughs> that's the username. That's the username, on, username it's on, not PJ <laughs> on Apple uh, Apple, Apple podcast. So if podcast. that if that's the name that you uh, used yeah. for the review, reach yeah. out reach out to us and we will. Apple, award you your tickets. A- Apple Podcast, PJ's Mom, 311. It was left on last Thursday, five stars. What's new? Um, if you are the listener, whatever, reach out to us on any social media podcast and any of our individual DMs. Just let us know that you are the owner of that account, and we will hit <laughs> okay. you up with... Right. They get it. With two <laughs> with two tickets to opening day, so congratulations. Thank you for the review, and yeah. All right. Catch you guys later. As always, appreciate you guys tuning in, and uh, go Yankees. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.